And today is a new month. It's already been the first week of April. And we want to, you know, be prepared for that. So let us pray. And as we are preparing, good morning, brother. Good morning, Pastor. God bless. Father, we just thank you for this blessed morning and how you kept us throughout the week and how you're preparing us for this week. And I thank you for the people that came this morning. They had the heart to come here on time, early and ready to hear what God is saying in this hour. I thank you, Lord. It will be more of you, less of me. May I be a speaker that will please your ears, O God, that the will of God be done this morning. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. So now, this month is a new month theme that we're going to uh, give you, which is doing my father's business. The father we're talking about is God. And today's message is busy for my father. And we're going to cover in the book of Luke chapter 2, verse 41 through 52. Luke chapter 2, verse 41 through 52. So as you prepare to get there, I will read it to you. Now his parents went to Jerusalem every year at the feast of the Passover. And when he was 12 years old, they went up to Jerusalem after the custom of the feast. And when they had fulfilled the days as they returned, the child Jesus tarried behind Jerusalem. And Joseph, his mother, knew not of it. But they, supposing him to have been in the company, went a day journey, and they sought him among their kinsfolk and acquaintance. And when they found him not, they turned back to Jerusalem seeking him. And it came to pass that after three days and found him in the temple sitting in the midst of the doctor and hearing them and asking them questions. And all they heard were astonished. And his understanding and his answers. And when they saw him, they were amazed. And his mother said unto him, Son, while thou hast dealt with us, behold, thy father, and I have sought thee souring, souring. And he said unto them, How is it that you sought me? Why, I, not that I might be about my father's business. And the last few verses here, And they understood not saying, and he spoke unto them. And then verse 51, 
And they went down with them and came to Nazareth and was subject unto them. But his mother kept all these same in her heart. Okay? So the last verse. Pay attention. Last verse. And Jesus increased in wisdom and statue in favor with God and man. So let your ears be in tune. I'm going to break this down for you so you can understand those scriptures. Okay? 41 to 52. You know, when you look at these passages, I find it amazing at the age of 12. We're talking about Jesus. Okay? In verse 41, the parents go every year to the festival, the Passover. It's a tradition that they do. That's what the Jewish people do. At the age of 12, he went to Jerusalem. Jesus did. Age of 12. I was still playing in my backyard. And Jesus was out there doing his work. Jesus carried after the festival and mother did not know. You know, Jesus kind of went his own ways, compelled to do the works. He was guided, he had this compelling to do. And then Jesus, and they did not see Jesus for days, and they thought they were with him, they had to go back for him. If you had your 12-year-old son, oh my goodness, we've been walking for days. Good thing we have the bus, bus transportation and train and Uber and Lyft and all that. But back then, they had to walk. So they walked for days. So that's telling me it's a long distance. And Jesus decided to stay and that the, the parents were ahead of him and the whole family and crowd, and they didn't even know Jesus was behind them. They thought they were. So they had to go back for him. And we're talking about three days later. Oh, wait, where's my son? I better call 911. He's missing. Usually, every, the parents will panic after the first day. The sheriff will say, Wait 24 hours. But it's only the second hour is missing. So we as parents, we're, we want to be concerned about our kids, right? For you parents know that you have kids, right? You know what I'm talking about. If they're already growing up, don't worry about them. They're on their own. After three days, they found Jesus sitting at the temple. And there were doctors there. Read that scripture. That's in uh, verse 46. There were doctors there. Jesus was answering their questions. And in verse 47, look at the response after Jesus was giving the answers. So the doctor said, wow, tell me more about God. 
explain what does it mean about this. And Jesus gave these answers at the age of 12. Most people that are adults won't even give the respect for a 12-year-old to even have a place to even talk in the temple. But see, that's the wisdom of Jesus. I can imagine Jesus, now don't quote me on this, he could have been six foot two, but he was 12 at the time, so he was still young. Okay, so you got to imagine this. Maybe this tall, maybe 12. And then when he becomes an adult, maybe this tall, taller than me. I'm five foot ten. So maybe he could be six foot two. I don't know. But listen to the point. The doctor was astonished in verse 47. They were astonished of his answers. Now for you in today's generation, 21st century, you should walk in God's wisdom to talk to your people that you are associated to. <clears throat> people that you know. Doctors and nurses that visit you weekly or daily. Your daughters and sons and cousins that visit you weekly or monthly or whenever they have time. Give them an answer if you're a believer in Christ. So they can be amazed and astonished of the word that God given you to have this wisdom to speak to them. They might come up to you in the morning, maybe this morning or yesterday, and say, how you doing, Dad? How you doing, Mom? Or how you doing, Grandma? Whatever the case may be. And you're speaking God's word spiritually. The amazing is the astonishment of how he answered it. Verse 48, it talks about the parents were crying and they addressed that to Jesus. You've been gone for three days, son. I can't even imagine you didn't even ask for permission. How many know that the kids will do things without having permission from the parents? How many know that? I did it. I did it. I didn't even ask permission. Well, I get in trouble for that. In 49, verse 49, Jesus responded with, You sought me. You looked for me. And he's age 12. You're looking for me, mom? Did you know that I'm doing my father's business? That's his response to the parents. Pay attention. Verse 50. After that answer, the parents did not understand. Can you imagine that? Your son and your daughter come. I'm doing my father's business. They go, huh? Aren't I your father? He's talking about the heavenly father. But the parents didn't understand that. They were talking spiritually, not physically. In verse 51, as they were going to Nazareth, the mother kept those thoughts to herself. 
Sometimes we might not understand when our kids are doing this, but there's a purpose for everything. And when Jesus spoke that answer, the mom said, I'm kind of perplexed in my mind. In verse 52, Jesus increased in wisdom and statue, stature. That's what that means, stature. And the wisdom that's unexplainable knowledge that comes from God. Wisdom is something that you can't create unless it's human wisdom. But God's wisdom comes from above, which is higher than our thinking and thoughts. When you speak with God's wisdom to your kids, to your nephews, to your siblings, and to your own kids, you speak with God's wisdom for you to minister to your family. Don't just say, yeah, I'm doing fine, son. How was your week? You know, the same old routine questions. Talk about the spiritual things so they can see something different and new in your life. Because if you're a believer in Jesus, you will speak with this boldness in your heart that your treasure will show that through your words and action. When he increased in wisdom and stature, they were favor of God. Jesus had favor with God and man. See, you want favor with the nurse and doctors and the staff because you see them practically every day. So you say, Lord, I pray that I have favor with them so they can treat me a lot nicer. Fix my bed a lot more tidier. Put another flavor of seasoning in my food. See? We talk about that in today's application. That didn't change back then versus now. His words is the same yesterday and today and forevermore. Here's the three bullet points and and I close. My father's business is in Mark 16, 15, go to the ends of the world and preach the gospel. Answer the people's question, your family, nurse, doctors. In 1 Peter 3, 15, it said, but sanctify the Lord thy God in your heart and be ready to give an answer. And the last bullet point, Give your answer with wisdom. Proverbs 1.7 said, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of none, but fool despise wisdom and instruction. In closing, God's will for you to share your faith to do my Father's business your heavenly father. While you're here, living here, do your father's business. Well, I'm getting older. 
I think I'm okay. No. We are commanded to share the good news. Because your neighbor might not know Christ. But you do. So do this as an example. So I'm going to dramatize. Hey, we got service 915 Sunday morning. Can you be ready? So you'll get up earlier to do this so they can get ready. So do that. Talk to people. Say a checklist and say, I'm going to talk to one person or two person a day. And just roll your wheel to the next room. I'm just your neighbor. 9.15 service on Sunday. I'm inviting you. And then two offices or room down. I'm just your neighbor two rooms over. 9.15 service on Sunday. I'll wake you up early. Are you okay with that? I encourage you guys to do my father's business. Warn the people. Hell is real. Oh, no, let me try to scare you. But that's the reality. Hell is real. No one wants to go there. Everyone wants to go to? Amen. So warn the people. Bring them to service so they can get saved. Get really excited that Jesus is coming. And then the last point, boldness and be courageous. Let us pray. Father, we just thank you, Lord, that you are moving in the midst of us, that we will have the boldness to tell and warn the people that hell is real and Jesus is coming soon. We thank you for today's word that you will continue to minister to our hearts, that you will continue to guide us in this hour. And we always give you the glory and honor. We thank for the traveling mercy back to their quarters and traveling mercy on the road. And we just thank you and give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, we should give a clap offering to the Lord. Amen.
Sunday? Well, yeah. Oh yeah, we're going to see you next Sunday. Yeah, because it's only the first week. Oh yeah. Oh my God. So don't don't confuse them. So next Sunday is service. Sorry. Bye bye. We'll take care. God bless. We'll see you next time. I mean, he's ready for a word of encouragement. Amen. So we're going to pray. And then you'll be excited to hear this message. Father, we just thank you for your word. That you'll continue to guide us. That we may learn from your word and keep it in our hearts. That your people will be ready to hear and receive the word of God that comes from above. We thank you, Lord, that your word is powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. We thank you and give you glory and honor. In Jesus' name, amen. New month, and we just thank, Lord, for the month of May. Spring has sprung, and we're ready for summertime. But for this month, the theme for this month of May is battle against the enemy. And you're going to say, wow, how can that be? And today's message is called temptation. And we're going to be in the book of Luke, chapter 4, verse 1 through 10. And I'm going to read it, and then I'm just going to break it down. And so you may understand what took place in the Bible character. Amen. And Jesus being full with the Holy Spirit returned from Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. Verse 2. Being 40 days, he was tempted of the devil, and those days he did not eat nothing, and when they were ended, he afterwards was hungry. Verse 3. And then the devil said unto him, If thou be the Son of God, command the stone to be made bread. Verse 4, And Jesus answered him, saying, It is written that man shall not be live by bread alone, but every word of God. Verse 5, And then the devil taking him up into a high mountain and showed him unto all the kingdom of the world is a moment of time. Verse 6, And the devil said unto him, All this power will I give unto thee and the glory of them, for this is the de deliver unto me and whomever I will give it. Verse 7, If thou therefore will worship me, all shall be thy. Verse 8, And then Jesus answered and said to them, Get thee behind me, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. Two more verses. Verse 9. And he brought him in Jerusalem and set him in the pinnacle of the temple and said unto him, If thou be the Son of God thyself, cast thyself down from here. And verse 10, the last verse. For it is written, He shall give his angel charge over thee and keep thee. Blessed of reading God's word. Amen? So now, let's go back to verse 1. And this being full of the Holy Ghost, 
returned from Jordan and was led by the Spirit onto the wilderness. Now listen. Sometimes we have to understand. We feel that if the Holy Spirit leads us, it will always be beside the peaceful stream. See, when the Holy Spirit leads us, there's going to be peace, tranquility. But listen, but in this point, the Spirit led Jesus to the wilderness. Here's the point. What's the title of today's message? Temptation. Listen to this. He led Jesus into the wilderness, the Spirit, for a long and difficult time and testing. He may also lead us into difficult situation. So we are being tested to see where our heart's at. Do we serve man? Do we serve the world, the things of the world? No. We serve the Lord. But listen, there's testing that you individual will go through, including myself. The pastor is not exempted. The wife is not exempted. The kids are not exempted. You guys are not exempted. So we're all in the same boat being tested. Amen. Being 40 days, listen, verse 2 says, being 40 days tempted of the devil, and in those days he didn't eat nothing, and there were ended, and he afterwards was hungry. Can you imagine for 40 days? You guys didn't eat for 40 days. Imagine that. I probably already fainted already, guys, on the first day. The devil who tempted Adam and Eve in the garden also tempted Jesus in the wilderness. So it didn't, it didn't happen just now. It happened back then in creation. Listen, if Adam and Eve were deceived by the enemy, what do you think he's doing to Jesus when he was walking on this earth before the crucifixion? Well, what about us? It's the same thing. So you guys are not exempted. So when enemy oppress you, when you get negative thoughts, when you feel sad, when you feel depressed, guess what? Jesus is the answer. In order for you to get happy, all you got to start doing is reading the Bible. Well, I can't read. Let someone read it to you. Or I don't have anyone to read it. Then get a little phone that has an app and they'll start talking to you. And that's what I do when I drive a long drive in the morning and a long drive coming back home. I listen to a Bible app on the phone and click Bible app, click it, and whatever Bible book you want to read, it starts talking to you. So you don't have to say a word. Just listen. Just listen. Amen. But Satan is real. So you do have an adversary. Why? Because you're a child of God. And whoever is a child of God, there's always an opposition. Who is that opposition? Well, it could be your next door neighbor. It could be your family member. It could be one of the staffs. But don't tell them I told you that. But you got to listen. We do have an adversary. Listen to this. The first temptation of Jesus. Verse 3. And the devil said unto him, If thou be the son of God... See, he's going to prove to you if you are a son of God, meaning a child of God. 
and then command the stone to turn bread. So he told Jesus, hey, see that stone out there? Make it into bread. So he's testing the Lord. Remember, the Lord was in existence of creation. Satan was created by our almighty God, our Savior. So think about that. In verse 4, and Jesus answered and said, It is written, the man shall not live by bread alone, but every word of God. I want you to understand this part. If you're dealing with doubt, listen, man shall not live by bread alone, but listen to this part. Here's how doubt starts to come in. If you're dealing with doubt, you're vulnerable to temptation. Oh, you got to get that. You guys got to get that. (laughs) Doubt can come in if you don't saturate the word of God in your heart and your mind. Remember, you got that Bible app, let it talk to you. Just click it and just say, oh, wow. And then at the end, you say amen. If you get too excited, say amen in in, in, in the beginning. Protect yourself by meditating on the word, unshakable truth of God. Speak God's word. Listen to this phrase. Speak God's word. Live God's word. Read God's word to satisfy your soul. Hallelujah. I didn't get an amen, but it's okay. The second temptation. You guys might have multiple temptations. I got at least several dozen temptations. But you have to say, no, Satan. If you know you're on a diet and a doctor said, don't eat no chocolate, and then all of a sudden someone gives you chocolate. (laughs) You know that's going to happen. Your loved one is going to say, here you go, here's a box of C's. (laughs) And and it's worth it. And someone else sends you a good diet. Chocolate. Just say no. Oh, it won't hurt but one time. No. No, no, no. And the devil taking them up into the mountain and showed them all the kingdom of the world in a moment of time. Verse 6. And the devil said unto him, All this power, listen, will give thee and the glory of them. For he will deliver unto me and whoever I will give it. And verse 7 and said, Therefore will thy worship me. And all shall be yours. Listen. Satan thinks he can trick Jesus. Satan's trying to trick you guys. You know why he won't trick me? Because I've been through it too many times. I said, stop being trickery on me, Satan. No. That Godiva chocolate is stand. Even that apple pie with all that cluster on top of it. Satan was created by God, the Lord Jesus, existed upon creation. When creation be, let it be man, they were there. My time is short. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And Jesus entered and said to them, get thee behind me. See, you got to get this. If temptation comes, Satan, get behind me. That chocolate Godiva is behind me. <laughs> because Monday the doctor is going to give me a blood test. You guys got to get this. Then all of a sudden you got, oh yeah, your diabetes just went up. 
I wonder why. You just had Godiva just past weekend. Here's my point. I use that as a simple example analogy for you to say no. But when it comes to serious matter, when it comes to family members, and they're saying, no, you don't need to be in this facility, you need to be in that facility. You don't think we all go through that and family members fighting among each other? We're not exempted. Third temptation. Listen, if I haven't caught your audience attention, this will. And he brought him to Jerusalem and set him in the pinnacle, a, a very high mountain. If you never saw a beautiful view of the mountain looking over the valley, it's beautiful. And said unto him, Thou be the Son of God thyself, cast thyself to me. So Satan said, come here and bow down to me, Jesus. Hello, he's the creation of all. And he was created for it is written. Look how Jesus spoke back. It is written, thou shalt give thy angels charge over thee to keep thee. There is a 24-7 angel guarding you, bodyguard, day and night. Hallelujah. No one's going to harm you. Temptation. You heard the word temptation, but let me break it down. The act of tempting, enticement, alluring. If it looks good, you're going to say, wow, that beautiful diamond. Can I get that for my birthday? That beautiful dress is so gorgeous. Man, when it costs $850, they can keep it. Solution. (laughs) Solution. Overcome temptation. Here it is. Tonight, you apply this. When Monday comes, you're going to say, well, Pastor Nick said this. The act of tempting and allurement will come your way. Solution over the temptation. Be filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. Jesus said he was filled with the Spirit before he went to the wilderness. Speak God's word out loud. No, Satan, it is written. Say it. Thank you. Get away, run away, flee away. Well, I can't, I'm stuck in my room. Then let the mind be cast it out. Stay built up in God's word. I gave you the solution. Here's the final. In closing, the enemy knows your weakness. If you have a hot temper, calm down. If they're getting under your nerves, say Jesus loves you. You see the solution, guys? Guard your heart. Don't let them raise your blood pressure up. It ain't worth it. And then the doctor gives you BP and says, why is it high? I wonder why. (laughs) Stay connected in your fellowship with God. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you for your word. May your people receive the word with gladness and have this inner peace that passes all of understanding. May they apply the word today in temptation. And the word says, no, Satan, get thee behind me. 
And I thank you for the peace of God upon your people. Heal them, touch them, comfort them, and give them peace in the name of Jesus. Traveling mercy as we depart. We'll see you in two weeks. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, give the Lord a clap offering. Come on.
we're gonna start playing back, okay? Bella. Bella. Can you help can you help me with her real quick? So we can all go together? Yeah. Where is she? Bella. Where did you get the service? Yeah. Alright. Hopefully you'll join us next Sunday. I'll come pick you up, okay? Awesome. Oops, breaking. Oh, no, something ran over a, a piece of plastic. Yeah. Second and third? Mm -hmm. uh, we come on the first, second, and fourth Sunday. He comes on the third Sunday of the month. So now, the scriptures that I want to go over is 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3, 4, and 5. For though we walk in the flesh, 
We do not war after the flesh. Verse 4. For the weapon of warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to pulling down the stronghold. Verse 5. It says, casting down imagination and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity of every thought to the obedience of Christ. So I want you to understand this. Pay attention, okay? We have to understand that Paul and ourselves, the Apostle Paul in the Bible, ourselves, we are human. We tend to have the tendency to be weak in our thoughts, our, our faith. And Paul explained that how we are weak and human. In order to defeat the enemy, we must use the word of God. The word of God is the only way you can defeat the enemy. You cannot use protective guns and protective shield to defeat the enemy, but to speak the word of God. Amen? Amen. So the mighty weapons of God is through the word to fight against the devil and the stronghold. Here's the stronghold in the mind. You might leave here, you can be happy, but something can come to your mind, negative, something scary, something fearful, something nervously. These are some of the things that we have to understand how the enemy can make you feel this certain way. But God said there's peace in his name. The peace of God be upon all of you. <coughs> the Christian must choose the method <coughs> to use God's word. It's up to us to believe that God is able. Amen? Amen. Now, Paul, the Apostle Paul, assured us that God's mighty weapon through, listen to this, prayer. I'll give you the formula to defeat the enemy because the greater one, it lives in you. It's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. I live by faith in the Son of God who loves me and gave himself to me. So let's start with the word prayer. We need to open up in prayer in our personal lives. In the morning when you wake up, Lord, I thank you for waking me this morning. Lord, I thank you, Lord, that my family is saved. Lord, I thank you that my staff, my nurse, my doctor are treating me well. See? Those are the things that we have to do. Hope. Is there hope in life? Is there a hope that we're going to live a long time? Is there a hope that our family are restored and there's peace in the household? There's no family feud? We got to hope to believe that God can do all those things for you personally. Love. Love is the greatest thing that God has given us. Because he gave his only son, Jesus, 
to die on the cross, that we may have life, eternal life. And we must love our neighbors even though our neighbor doesn't deserve it. Did you know our roommates, the staff, might not be as loving? But God said for us to love them anyways. Well, you might say, that's a hard thing, Pastor. It is. But remember, if the greater one lives in you, you can do all things through Christ. Amen. God's word is powerful. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. So when you speak God's word, it pierces into our body. It cuts both ways. Meaning that it ministered to us that we will not sin against God. So speak God's word in your personal life so you can withstand the wiles of the devil by speaking against the enemy. We do have an adversary, by the way. His name is Satan. Okay? These weapons can be broken down. Like human have this proud spirit. And they want to argue with God. The walls that Satan will build around us will keep us from finding God. God wants you to have a personal relationship. But Satan's job is to keep you from having a relationship. How? You're too busy. You're preoccupied with everything. You don't even spend time with him in a personal prayer life. You don't read the word of God. These are some of the things that we need to do to get closer to God so the enemy, the adversary, don't build a wall around us where we're trapped. Okay? When dealing with people with that has that proud spirit, you have to always remember to show love. And even though they like to talk and you think they're right and they're very aggressive, show love and be at humility. Be humble because eventually God will get a hold of those people. Amen? But nothing can be broken down on those barriers like God's weapon. If those walls are surrounding you, and Satan got a grip of your mind of being fearful, anxiety, too much worry, too much of these things that might happen. What if? What about that? Remember, put and cast all your burden on him. So your burden may be light. So you can have peace. So you can sleep with no restless nights. Use his word to fight against the enemy. Remember, the warfare is against the enemy, not your roommates, not your nursing staff, not your family, because the people are being influenced by the adversary. Okay? So we have to have Healthy thought to take and deal with the circumstances in our life. 
As God give you the spirit of discernment, that means that you can identify if there's traps being set for you or the staff are not liking you too much because maybe they think that you're asking too much. But remember, you guys have the right to be served here. Their job is to provide good health services. Isn't that correct? You guys need to be healthy. You need to be back to normal and restore your health. So ask God to give you that discernment so you can be understanding and identifying your surrounding if evil is lurking to trap you. Use God's word. When Satan tempted Jesus, Jesus spoke the word of God. It is written, man shall live by not bread alone, but the word of God. Thou shall not test me. See, we need to speak the word. And we have to say no to the temptations in our life. Temptation could be laziness. Sometimes we want, don't want to do nothing. Right? But sometimes we have to get up. Doctor said you need to exercise. So go around the whole facility. Or take a walk so you can enjoy it. The sunshine. A little bit of sunshine right now is overcasted, but eventually it'll get sun. <laughs> In closing, let your mind think on beautiful things. What are beautiful things? Good memories. A flower like Linda has. Or a bouquet of flowers. Or... Beautiful memories that you can recall when you were with your family. A special occasion holiday. A family portrait. Something beautiful that you can think of that makes you smile. Amen? Amen. Think on the things that are true. What are true? The Word of God. If we believe in the truth, then the Bible is clear that the truth shall set you free. Yes. And then how about this? Think on things that are honest. What is honest? Well, first of all, you have to be honest with yourself. And you have to be honest with the doctor. If the doctor says, well, how do you feel today? You can't tell a lie. Just say... I feel terrible, doctor. Okay? So, think on honest things. Think or just. What is just? Think on what is right. Help others. Think on the things what you should do that is right according to God. Pure. Keep your heart from being contaminated. Keep the heart from other people trying to make you feel upset. Protect your heart. Keep your heart pure from the outside. So you can always smile within 
and have joy in your life. Think on things that are lovely. What are lovely? Anything that is beautiful. Everything that is makes you smile. See, the opposite of love is hatred. Why would we want to hate somebody when we have Christ living in us? Christ lived in us for us to show the love to everybody, even though they don't deserve the love. But God chose us to set the example to show love to one another. Amen? Amen. A good report. Well, you might say, well, the doctor is giving you a bad report. But see, in reality, God, everything is possible through God. If you believe, just like today, we pray for all of you today. And if you want to be prayed over, we'll do that as well. Because we all need prayer. Even myself, I need prayer. So the good report is not always the doctor's report. Especially if it's negative. Well, you have this, you have this. But God, if you trust in God, He can take away those illness. Amen? Amen. But you have to believe. The Bible is clear. If my faith is in operation and believe that you guys are healed, now you have to believe also. Because the Bible is clear that faith be unto you. It's according to your faith that how you will be healed. Amen? Amen. So have faith. If you have negative thoughts, that's not faith. If you have an impatient spirit, that's not faith. If you're always being angry, that's not faith. So have faith and then just relax and be calm and be at peace and wait for God to heal you. Amen? Amen. Amen. <clears throat> the enemy attacks the mind. So if the enemy attacks the mind, here's how it becomes an attack. Negative thoughts, anger thought. Evil thoughts. Any of those thoughts, it's up to you to pull them down. You can't pull them down by yourself. Oh, get away from me, thoughts. No. You say, in the name of Jesus, I pull down the strongholds that's trying to hover in my mind. If you guys can remember that, you guys are going to defeat the enemy. Amen? So pull them down. Say, no, Satan, in the name of Jesus. I don't want to think of negative thoughts. I'm believing. Even if the doctor report is negative. Say, Lord, I stand on your word. I believe. You know when people get healed miraculously, the doctor will say, wow, this was a miracle. This happened when? And you got healed like yesterday? The doctor is going to say, wow. And then you have to give the God the glory and say, God healed me. Amen? Amen. 
So always remember to give God the glory because he is in the working business of miracles. See, you know why miracle happens? So your faith can grow. Before it was this big of a seed, now it's this big, now it's this big. Now it becomes great faith. When you have great faith, God begins to move in your personal life. Remember, sometimes the pastor can't be here for you all the time, but you remember the word of God. Who has a greater one living in us? Jesus. Jesus lives in all you. If you accepted Christ, Jesus lives in you. Amen? Amen. So let us pray. Father, we just thank you, Lord, that you have your way with your people and how they were touched by your word, how they can defeat the enemy and how we should guard our hearts and pull down the strongholds in our minds because the enemy's job is to make us feel unhappy, sad, anger, lonely. But God is with us through his son, Jesus Christ. So we thank you, Lord, you're doing works and we speak blessing among all the people here. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, if you think that God ministered to your heart, we should clap the Lord, right? Give a clap of an offering because God is good. Amen? Amen. So now our service has concluded. Now I want, Meredith, did you have a prayer request? Because we already prayed for Ruby, Linda, and her friend, and uh, sister over there.